so we're praying about this week about people using us. So how many here ever felt used by people? Oh my goodness. So what God showed me was I was praying I was praying wrong, I think about it. I really didn't know how I was praying about it, but these words came to me Wednesday, I think, Matthew uh five forty three. But we'll start with 44. It says, but I say to you, let me give y'all time to get there. Matthew 5, 44. Thank you, Jesus. How you doing, Sister Jackie? I love it when you bring cupcakes with you. She's so precious. Okay, Matthew 5, 44. Because we're talking about relationships. So when we feel used by people, um, that is affecting us in our relationships with people. And so we have to know how to deal with that. If we don't, we will get bitter. We'll get hard and we'll close back in. And I thought about Elijah in the cave. And, you know, he said that Jezebel killed all the prophets. And uh, and the angel said, no, there's 7,000 that haven't bowed to Baal. But why was he in that cave? See, the cave's like the bed to me. You know, oh, I feel used. I, I'm just going to go home, go to bed, and close back up. But the key to this is you probably were used. You, I was used. So how do we deal with it? We quit praying for the user to quit using. Because most of the time, users don't quit using. Just like the Bible says, uh, offenses are going to come. Users are going to come. What's the user coming for? He's coming for the pureness in your heart. He's coming for uh, wicked people, users, manipulators, controllers, Jezebel. What did they come out for out of Elijah? To get the life of God out of him. This man was calling fire down from heaven, and he was confronting every spirit that was against against our God. He, they was having to bow to the name of to name of Jehovah. They're having to bow to God because he's producing the proof. And then he's running from Jezebel, and she put him in a cave because she said, I'm going to kill you by this time tomorrow. Why did she want to kill him? Because she, he stopped religion. You know, he, I mean, he was trying to stop all those things that the real Jesus stops and puts pressure on our flesh because it don't compromise, you know. So what I saw this week, the users are going to come, and it just set me free. So I said, okay, God. But he said, turn to Isaiah 53, so we will in a minute and see how Jesus was used. But let's read this. Uh, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. It doesn't say they're going to stop doing it. Spitefully means maliciously, maliciously use you. And that's when it hurts the worst, when you know they know better, when you know they know what it costs and they just continue to do it to you and do it to Brother Floyd, do it to Barbara, and she sure don't want it to happen to Ava. She don't want it to happen to her son, Josh, or Hunter. So, so you can, that can make us back up. That can make us draw back, but we have to see that, wait a minute, I know we know we're not doing it for people, but still the using hurts really bad. It hurts. And um, so 
So I had to have more than that. I knew I'm, I know I'm doing it for God, but if I feel that thing going to try to come on my kids, uh, no, you know, then, then fight can rise up in me. But when I saw these scriptures that they're going to come, so what do you do? You don't let them in your inner circle for one. They're not your best friends for two. <laughs> they're probably all the same thing. You don't just go sit around and eat supper with them, number three. And I used to think I was required to because maybe it's the same ones that's on your, your praise team. Maybe it's the same ones that's in the prayer and fasting with you because that's what I would say. Well, God, they're here all the time. How do I? I never wanted to put a hard heart up. Um, I just don't want to, and I don't want to today. I don't want to shield myself. I, don't want, I know we guard our heart, but I don't want to be cold and hard like users are. And so I would say to Pastor Pinson, you know, they would go in the office and accuse me. I don't even know. I didn't. I was not guilty of that accusation. Several of them did it to try to split me and Mama up in our relationship to bust this up right here so I would leave the church. And I said, I don't know what they're talking about. And, and I said, now how do I come to prayer with these people, God? How do I face them tomorrow? And I went and asked her because I really didn't know how because – I was either with you or through with you. I've never been in between, you know. I mean, the through with you is wrong, but in the world, I was with you or through. I didn't do the in-between stuff. I wasn't fake. Uh, if you, one time I thought she's my friend, she's talking about me, I let it slide to my brother said, she's saying this all over town about you. And I went to her and I said, I thought we were friends. We are. We're besties. We're friends. I said, but you've been talking about me. I said, now. Now, I might not believe it, but when my brother told me, I know he ain't going to lie to me. And that was, that was the end for me. So I knew how to do that in the world, but it was, it was, uh, it was not the right way. So in the church, I, I just thought that I have to keep opening up, keep opening up, keep opening up. And, and I'd say, God, I know they say guard your heart, but if I guard it, I'm putting walls up and I'm hard. And so he, he just showed me, and I was able, just submitting to my pastor, really, because I didn't understand. But I came back in here, and I didn't let that take root in my heart. But I made the mistake of keeping hanging around with the same people. So then I started feeling stripped, like uh, you go to prayer two hours, everything you got because you press in, they got when you eat lunch, but they never gave anything back. And what I learned through the years is, is life generates life. And if no one's giving you any life back, then you're going you're gonna to get burnt out in that relationship. You're gonna, so I had to stop going with them. And one day in particular, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, do not feed her anymore. I said, what? And I love this person. He said, don't feed her anymore. He said, it's time for her to choose. And so when she said, you want to go? to the huddle house after prayer no and she dropped me for another friend you know you're going to go through all that but I kept myself pure before God because the pure are going to see God blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see the Lord they're going to see God so um, don't don't get bitter don't get hard just just say no somebody say it's okay to say no that's one of Mama's favorite words to Julie before she went to heaven. Jewel, 
and it wasn't about any of y'all. It's just other people using it. When you take Julie with you, all the pastors want her to be their administrator. I mean, we're, we're, we're thousands of miles away. Julie, can you plan for all of us to go eat? And I'm thinking, where's your people? But that, they see that on her. And, and so she said, Jewel, what she said? And I used to never could say no. I couldn't say no. But I learned that through her, too. It's okay. I don't have to go with you. Um, I don't have to. It don't mean I don't love you. I just don't. I don't have to go. And so that's, that set me free. So, so pray for those who despitefully, maliciously, because usually there's no what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not deceived. Yes, ma'am. I changed, yes, we changed. And so it, it takes something for somebody to change. It, it really does. I've, I've seen through the years of counseling people, it takes them loving something more than, than they love doing that. That's really what it takes. It takes a revelation that I love my kids more than my own life, so I'm going to give my life. Or I love Jesus more than my own life, so I'm going to give my life, because it's eventually going to come to that. Or um, it, it just takes something. You've got to love it more than you do the sin or, or the compromise or the lethargy. And if we don't get our relationship, if we stay hurt all the time, because if we think God uses us too, but how many pray, God use me? <laughs> hey, that was my favorite prayer. God, I don't know what I'm called to do. And we, I went on a 40-day fast. I just want to know my destiny. I don't know what I'm called to do. And all pastors say is pray. That's all she'll ever tell me. Pray, pray, pray. I'm so sick of her telling me to pray. I want to know what I'm called to do. I come out of that fast pray. <laughs> but I'm doing my destiny now, so the prayer leads you into it. So I, I spent a lot of years hurt over being used, and I did not want that on my children and uh, wanted to protect them from it. But I had a dream the other night that uh, um, Michelle, what a, what a dream was, it, my husband was the man in the dream, and people were getting hurt, people were getting molested actually in the dream, but there's been a, a lot of deliverances this week on sexual abuse, so it could have been part of that, but, and he wasn't protecting them and they, that was happening to them. And so, uh, um, when, when, when we came to prayer Friday, we're just praying about fathers protecting their children. And, but I'd woken up uh, early Friday morning with all that part of a dream. But on the other hand, here's Michelle rising up in the dream saying, Mama, you hid Gracie, but I'm going to get her. And what she was saying was, we can't protect our children. We can't pull them away from destiny to protect them. We can't, can't keep them under our arms so they don't get hurt because what she was saying is you hit her, but I'm going to get her with all these other young people too because there, there's a spark on these kids right now. So we need to nurture that. We don't need to get upset because it ain't on us and get jealous and pull them away and say they're not going to use them. Well, can God use them? Because the world sure will. If you don't nurture that, the world sure will use them. 
and then he'll throw them away, and then they'll come back to God anyway, and they'll be damaged, and then he'll have to heal them. But all of that, Pastor Casey stayed pure his whole life, so they can. They have an example. You know, he, how old was you when, when you got my child? 20, 25. So somebody say it's possible. It's possible for my child to grow up and stay pure in 2016. Hallelujah. And if they're not pure, it's, it's, you know, when they repent, they're pure before the Lord. But please don't protect your child from being used by the church because, because I'm not God. I don't know what my child needs in that. Um, I don't, my mama couldn't protect me when they called me in there and want to uh, accuse me. All she hears is people in the church. It wasn't like I'm her daughter at that point. It's someone else in the church, and that couldn't have been easy because by the time it was over, she, she believed me. She knew it was true what I was saying, that no, I didn't do that. But she didn't try to shield me from that. She didn't try to, um, she let God, she knew God had to work his way in my life. And whatever that is, if we step in there and stop it, Okay, like Nick's playing last week, and if, if someone felt to do something, he did awesome. He brought in the prophetic. There wasn't nothing to do but enjoy all of them, the praise team. But just say if you did feel to do something, and, oh, no, I got, well, a couple people told me they, they thought God might want to use them, but they didn't want to mess with them young people. But but come to find out after a little while, he said, I sang what I know. He I mean, let him take some steps. We, we want to put the whole praise on him without helping him. Um, and that that's just okay. But, but we don't step in there and protect because when we do, we uncover them. When we step in there and protect, we uncover them. Pastor Casey, would you show us how we would uncover them? Because you was telling me you, you kind of saw a little bit about that, that if you protect them, then they're uncovered. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um Yes, ma'am. Um, I saw that in in that situation where uh, I wanted to step in and, and protect them, I am what I'm what I'm actually doing is trying to protect them from the Holy Ghost, um, because you know you see these kids are pure and they're innocent. You don't want them to be. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want them to feel used. I don't want any of those negative feelings that you get sometimes in ministry to come on them. I just, they're happy and they're excited. And I, did, and, I, and, I, and I tried to protect them from that. But when I, if I step into that place, then I'm stepping in between them and God because I'm saying, okay, God, you, here's, you want to do this, but I want to protect. I want to protect them from that because I'm worried that's going to hurt their feelings, and um, I'm worried that you know they may get the feelings hurt or whatever whatever will happen. And so, but when I do that, I've I've stepped in and stopped the Holy Spirit from continuing to move and operate. Whatever was going to happen if they got their feelings hurt, whatever. God is so sovereign, though, that if if we just allow God to move. 
if they get their feelings hurt, they'll get delivered. If they whatever we're we're not protecting them in that in those situations, we are hindering the move of God. If we try, if we try to step in and make sure that something doesn't happen to them because they're up there being used by God, and um, persecution is going to come, and they, and if persecution doesn't, if we don't allow them to face that, then. They they can't they can't grow they can't um, God can't because through it's through our circumstances that God delivered every single one of us every one of us and so if I if I stop that circumstance from happening then they can't go through whatever God wanted them to go through um, and have and have those things exposed in their life and be set free and be delivered I'm I'm stopping that it's just like it's the same thing as if um, my kids get in trouble and I bail them out every time. They don't ever learn. They don't ever learn. They just get worse and worse. And it's the, so it's the same thing though in the spirit. If I'm if I step in and try to fix and try to and try to protect or whatever, who am I protecting them from? From God knows better than me. And so that's. We just have to, we have to allow God to just move and we have to get up and we have to obey the Holy Ghost. That is what I am responsible for. If God says, get up and say this, go do this, um, stop this, then that is what I'm responsible to do. And God's responsible for working out whatever's going on with them. Amen. Amen. I remember with Caleb, you know, um, I remember he, I would just pray for him, you know, he started getting out like the first time he did it and I'd pray and and fast and think I need to put my hand to it and one day God spoke to me he said if you think you can keep him after he's experienced standing up there under that power and that that fire and that light what do you have that's going to keep him more than me and I mean it set me free I thought that, that boy has been under that anointing with Pastor Pinson for 10 years on and off. And he told me one day, I said, son, you can't be up there and this and that and the other. And he said, mama, that's the way I worship. And it just devastated, you know. But, but I'm just saying, do I have more for Caleb than God? Do I have more protection? I mean, I don't know where he's at 24 hours a day. But he experienced something in here that he keeps coming back to. Because I just let him go and release him, but if and then get those words and hang on to the word instead of hanging on to the control, hang on to the word about your children, about your marriage, about your finances, and let the control go and let the arm of the flesh go because the flesh is not going to produce any righteousness. It's, uh, so God's been setting us free because He said, "Look at Isaiah 53. Let's look at it and see what all Jesus went through." Was he used? <laughs> Amen. Somebody else uh, read, if you don't mind. You start with verse 1, and I'll, I'll teach as you read. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He shall grow up as a tender plant. Was Jesus pure as a little boy? Yes. yes. 
He shall grow up as a tender plant. Okay, go ahead. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Okay, just in verse 3, what happened to Jesus? He was despised, rejected, man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces faces from from him. him. He was despised. We didn't esteem him highly. We didn't esteem him. Okay. But he did this anyway. This was my point. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Okay. So what I saw in reading all this is Jesus was persecuted, just like maybe your children or you. But it didn't matter. The, the Bible says he laid the iniquity the iniquity of us all was laid on him anyway. Yes. So how many want your children to do their destiny? Yes, amen. And go the path that God has for them. So they're going to get persecuted. I'm, that's just, that is just what it is. It's, it's just, um, especially if they're pure, because the enemy's coming to get that pureness. The Bible said Revelation is the accuser of the brethren. Someone says, why do we, Pastor Cindy's getting this great revelation on, on uh, righteous consciousness instead of sin consciousness, uh, and why do we focus on the sin? Because the devil comes and accuses us, and not many people support us. Yes. What these kids really need out of us is to see us obey God yes. and not staring at them when they're up there for the first and second time, but get up and say, "Woo." Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I need. That's what I need, so I know what they need. That's what I need. When I'm bringing in the anointing, the presence of God, it helps so much when Elder Babs jump up there with me or Brother Arnie will dance. And Julie said, someone's question was, what can we do to help? Julie's answer was, do what? Amen. We do what we do. Um, if we're a praiser, we get up and, and start praising him, Julie. Operate in your gift. You are the great I am. You are the holy of holies. Yeah. 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 Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy are you, God. Mighty are you, God. The great I am. The great and wonderful. You are wonderful. Now, Brother Arnie, get up and do a little dance. See, I ain't got to have nobody pump me up. Come on. Somebody say, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not out of Elder Barbara's belly, out of mine. <laughs> hey, you want that life to last you more than a second? Then get it out of your own belly. because. Because she might not be there on Monday. She might not be there when you walk out and tribulation comes and persecution comes. So we see that um, I'm all right. I'll bring my gift. I'm exposing. <laughs>
Pastor Casey just operated his. He was teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how can we help? If you feel an awkward place in here in the service, how can we help? Just get up and say, you know, I was praying this week and God set me free. And, or, or just let God, you, I have this song. I love you, Lord. You know, if you want to be used in your worship anointing, then when you feel an awkward place in here, don't wait on the pastor or the praise. You get up and obey God and just people waiting on something to just fall on them, I think, to obey God. But is that what it is? But he says to bring a psalm. You're already supposed to come with it. He's supposed to have fell on me all week long. Because the Sabbath is his day. It's not my day. He said the reverence the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath's about him. It's not about me. I get about me all week long in the prayer, every other day, in the home group. I can, we can make it about me and get me delivered. But in the, in the service, can we make it about him? And then, then he's going to come and he's going to inhabit the praises of his people. Whichever way those praises come.